You are now listening to Pull Hook Golf, an unfiltered golf podcast taking you inside the ropes with unfiltered stories, insights, analysis, and exclusive interviews. Welcome back, everybody, to Pull Hook Golf, the podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cook, and this is episode number 94. Cannot believe we're 94 episodes in. But on today's episode, we're going to be going over what's gone on in the world of golf over the past week. And it first starts off with another shakeup with the NBC Golf Broadcast team. Then we're going to be getting into the upcoming Hero World Challenge. Is there a new pro golf tour that's coming uh, or already here john rom is he a 600 million dollar man and then of course we gotta end it with our favorite topic which is live golf and the latest news there but before we dive into this episode want to give a quick thanks to our sponsor swanies golf go to swanies.co and make sure to utilize promo code pullhook golf 25 that is p-u-l-l H-O-O-K-G-O-L-F-2-5 at checkout for 25% off your entire order. Now, here's a quick little Swanee's holiday read for you. Swanee's is here with a fresh take. Performance-based materials are a given these days, but if you're looking for the coziest, most festive pieces that deliver a look that says, I'm here for a good time and maybe more pie, come take a walk on the Swanee side. Holiday-themed hoodies and beanies are available now at swanees.co. From family functions to those rare midwinter rounds, your Swanee-style gurus have you covered. Battling the elements and those second helpings of pie are a breeze when you're wearing the best-performing, stretchiest gear in golf. Thanks again, Swannies. And remember, folks, promo code PULLHOOKGOLF25 at checkout for 25% off your entire order. And actually, even before we begin... Man, this beard that I have, if you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast, this thing is getting hairy. My wife absolutely hates it. I don't know how guys do it with the big beards. You know, Dustin Johnson's got that big beard. Maybe I should ask him, how do you keep Paulina happy with the big beard? Because, man, this thing is itchy. It is long. This is the longest it's ever gone. I've been doing the No Shave November. I did have to shave my neck. I cheated a bit. But with that said, as soon as December comes around, this thing is getting shaved right off. But let's get into the show. First up, the shakeup once again with the NBC Golf Broadcast team. First, it was reported that Kurt Byram is was going to be the lead analyst for the Hero World Challenge and that he was the new guy up. Well, guess what? He is not, and it is going to be Paul McGinley. But that is not going to be the final replacement either this is solely an audition for paul to see if he's going to be any good is the word that i've gotten so paul mcginley i wish you good luck this week i mean i did talk about last week how I would love to see a modern younger guy come in like a colt nost for instance who you know he's he can bring golf up to the modern level or the modern day. 
where Paul McGinley is going to talk about his past experiences and everything. And I even thought that like maybe a caddy being on air would be great as well. Like Bones McKay did a phenomenal job uh, when he was in the broadcast booth. Um, there's another gentleman as well who has been in there. Uh, Bobby knows who he is. I, I will make sure that we get the name at some point. Um, but that guy was really, really good because it gave you a different perspective. So I do hope that Paul McGinley does a great job this week. And because I don't want to wish anything wrong with, with him or a poor performance, performance or anything along those lines but again i'd love to see somebody i thought colt nose would be the obvious selection um for that gig but we shall see now with that said we've got the upcoming hero world challenge where paul mcginley is going to be uh the lead analyst and the big news there that we talked about last week is that tiger woods is back now he's going to be playing in his first tournament since the ankle fusion surgery that took place where uh, his ankle was fused with his foot. And I got to tell you, he looks good out there. I mean, on the driving range and everything. And he had his press conference today um, and he spoke with the media to where he said, you know, he doesn't really feel pain right now. And he would like to see himself playing in an event every single month. And he did admit that his game is rusty, so he's just as curious as everybody else to see what his game looks like this week. But if he ends up playing in 12 events in 2024, my question to you, the audience, is how many tournaments should we expect him to win? Now, in my opinion, that might be a little bit too much of an ask because... He's going to be playing against the best players in the world, but Tiger is also otherworldly in terms of his talent. So I wouldn't put anything past Tiger whatsoever, but I do think it's asking a little bit too much at this age with all the injuries and with this new fusion. I think it's going to take him a little while in order to really figure out his golf swing and his golf game with how his body moves now. And that does lead me to say that, you know, especially when it came to the back injury and him coming back so soon thereafter and having success and so forth. I mean, you look at somebody like a Will Zelatoris who is going to be playing this week for the first time since April as well. And Will was talking about, you know, I can't believe that Tiger, we had the same back surgery and he came back uh, so soon thereafter. He's like, it was a very painful experience for Will. So he doesn't know where his game is at right now. He's looking to get out there and test himself a little bit and obviously get back into the feel of it. It's a great event in order to do that because at the Hero World Challenge, there's only 20 players in the field, but they are the top players in the world. And, I mean, you've got, when we look at the overall field, and I'll do a quick little field analysis for everybody, we've got Victor Hovland, who is going back-to-back -back so far, at the Hero World Challenge, could he be the first player 
to go back to back to back. This is his chance for the three-peat at the Hero World Challenge, and we saw what it led to last year, but he has taken some time off since the Ryder Cup. I mean, he was so dominant in the FedEx Cup, then leading into the um, then leading into the Ryder Cup. So for Victor Hovland, can he pull off the near impossible feat of the three-peat going back to back to back? And I think he's got a chance at it because, you know, he wants to win this thing. I can tell you that much. And I do think he has been practicing. Now, has he is he in tournament mode and so forth? That's what we're going to see. But I do expect to see good things out of Victor Hovland. He loves this golf course down in the Bahamas, down at Albany. Uh, we do have some first-timers that are going to be a part of this as well. In Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, as I mentioned, Will Zelatoris. And again, this is going to be the first look we get at Will Zelatoris since April. Gosh, that's going to be a great thing if Will Zelatoris can come back and start playing well again. He was such a big part of a lot of the talk over the young talent that's coming up through and could dominate on tour. So looking forward to seeing him and seeing what he is capable of. But also within this small 20-player field, we've it is full of Ryder Cuppers, okay? We've got Team Europe with four players in here with Matthew Fitzpatrick, Victor Hovland, Justin Rose, and Sepp Straka. And then we've got Team USA representing with nine players. That's going to be Sam Burns, Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler, Brian Harmon, Max Homa, Colin Morikawa, Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas. And then the real sleeper out of this entire field, in my opinion, is Tony Finau. Tony Finau, this is going to be his fifth time competing in the Hero World Challenge. Now, he has never finished outside of the top 10 in any of the Hero World Challenges. And you might be saying, but Matt, there's such a small field. But these are the top players in the world. Tony Finau has played well here in years past. So I am looking forward to Tony Finau having a great week this week. He is my sleeper because... As much of a gimmick and everything as the Netflix Cup was just to do promotion for the two Netflix shows and the brand um, with Formula One being in Vegas at the time, Tony Finau looked really, really good throughout that entire thing. So I think Tony Finau coming in has his game in shape and once again has never finished outside of the top 10 at any of these Hero World Challenges, so I'm not expecting him to do that this week. There's no cuts, so everybody's going to play all four rounds. And again, they're down to the Bahamas. It's not going to be the most, you know, it's not going to be a grind for these guys. They're not going to be out there just getting so mentally focused, but at the same time, it's going to be a good opportunity for guys to show off if their game is in shape and if it is in competitive shape. Um, and then once again, we will see Tiger Woods out there. So if you are newer to the game of golf and you want a recommendation in terms of Matt, there's so many sports going on right now. Should I watch the hero world challenge? My answer would be 100%. This is the tournament you want to watch out of the entire fall series. And the fall series is great. However, 
With the fall series being over, this is kind of an event in and of itself. It's Tiger's event, so obviously with him coming back, you get to see what Tiger Woods is all about, and I just really think that it's a great event for the casual golf fan to watch. And so make sure to tune in each and every day for the Hero World Challenge. Now, now another thing that I will mention is if you're mad about the TGL being delayed, which I know some of you are, I, I, I know I was because, you know, moving it, I was really excited to see what this was all going to pan out to be in January. Now it's moved to 2025. But could there be a new indoor golf league and tour that is going on and you bet your bottom dollar that there is because the next golf tour is what it's called next golf tour and this is an indoor professional golf tour and it's professional golf tournaments that are played on a trackman device and this is the second season so there's big money in this as well so the this first event that is going on the purse is almost two hundred thousand dollars the winner is going to walk away with thirty thousand dollars and if you're thinking oh you know what you know it's like a video game whatever this is very very realistic and i was actually at a golf center today um i will just Drop a quick little name who's been on the show before, Adil Yang with Drivebox. I was at a Drivebox today practicing because somebody who might be speaking right now to you uh, might be playing in these events as well. Uh, but the leaderboard right now, you got two players currently tied at the top at eight under. And the way that this is, it is a ball striker's dream because in this setup for the first two events, there's not going to be any putting. So there's going to be an eight-foot gimme um, circle. So if you hit it within that eight-foot circle, then you will end up making a birdie eagle or whatever. Um, however, <laughs> if you miss a green, um, I can tell you, it's, the first event is at Marco Simone, which is where they played the Ryder Cup. And... What's really cool about this is that the live leaderboard, so nextgolftour.com, and you can check out the live leaderboards and you can watch every single shot that a player hits in their tournament round. So you can go and check out the leader, see every single shot that they hit. I've been checking them out, doing a little bit of research there, um, and it's pretty cool I mean, it's something that the PGA Tour doesn't have. It's something that Live Golf doesn't have. Corn Ferry, DP World Tour, nobody has where you can watch every single shot that has taken place. Um, so definitely check that out if you're bored or are pissed off that the TGL isn't happening, you're an indoor golf fan uh, or whatnot, check it out. Or if you're just a golf nut that needs more golf in your life, Check out nextgolftour.com. Uh, it's going to get pretty interesting over this year. Now, let's move into how's it going between the PGA Tour and my favorite fire-breathing dragon, Piff the Magic Fund. So Piff the Magic Fund and the PGA Tour, I can't imagine it's going well right now. News leaked last week 
around John Rahm being rumored to be offered $600 million to join Live Golf. Okay. That's a lot of money. But also, one thing you should probably keep in mind is that there's supposed to be a peace treaty right now while this agreement is being figured out. So by this information leaking, if it's accurate, now granted, uh, one of the sources apparently is Phil Mickelson, who was spreading it amongst his buddies and so forth, and uh, there certainly was a nice little exchange between Alan Shipnuck, who wrote a book on Phil Mickelson and his gambling problems and everything going wrong with Phil Mickelson. Uh, and Phil Mickelson fired back, and it was not very nice between the two of them. Call, I mean, one calling one a sociopath, and the other one calling him a liar, and it just has gone back and forth between the two of them. It's like kind of listening to, I mean, it's a Twitter exchange or reading a uh, UFC fighters going back and forth for a potential fight coming up. I wonder if they'll get into an octagon and uh, sort this whole thing out. But man, oh man, they have been going back and forth over this. And all I can tell you is that I don't know if this rumor is accurate or not, but J.J. Watt even came out and said, and J.J. Watt is a friend of John Rahm's, former football player, played for the Cardinals. He actually wrapped up his career as an Arizona Cardinal, lives in Scottsdale, Arizona, where John Rahm lives. They've gone out to dinner with the wives. But John Rahm goes, or J.J. Watt goes, if this is real, he goes, I would physically force him to sign that deal if this is true. And you have to imagine, if it's $600 million, that is more than halfway to a billion dollars. Yes, with the B, folks. That is life-changing. You can't say no to that amount of money. Now, I know John Rahm doesn't like the format. Has talked about how he's not going to go to live golf and so forth, but that is a different level of money. I mean, yeah, 100 million when you're making probably 40 million or something along those lines. I mean, all right. I can see, yeah, there's there's a or even two hundred million, but this is six hundred million dollars. So, that being said, is this all what it's cracked up to be with the actual rumored deal to John Rom? And in my opinion, not so much. This is posturing at its finest during the agreement. We saw it a few weeks back with the PGA Tour when all of a sudden. Leaks started coming out about how Endeavor and the Fenway Group and some other investors were going to be investing into the PGA Tour. And if you remember, Endeavor had to come out the following week and basically say there is no deal that's going to happen between us and the PGA Tour. We're going to continue to support the PGA Tour. Now keep in mind, Endeavor was the group that was going to put a mil a sorry, a billion dollars into live golf until the PGA tour asked them not to. Okay. So Endeavor has the money to make a significant investment into the PGA tour. If that was accurate. So what often happens with negotiations is you let this type of information kind of leak out there so that you can posture and have leverage in the negotiation in order to, you know, if everybody's being stubborn and, 
I mean, there's some big egos in there. There's some powerful people in that room doing these negotiations and trying to figure out this framework agreement and finalize it all between the PGA Tour and my favorite magical dragon, Piff, the Magic Fund, because it just spews out that fire-breathing money everywhere. I mean, if John Rahm's going to get $600 million, more power to him, man, because that is a lot of money, and I love seeing that come over to the United States. And that's one thing that, as this deal gets closer and closer, we're getting close to that deadline of December 31st. And if they do not have that agreement in place, but I can see that, you know, this peace treaty was supposed to happen. This peace treaty was supposed to be to where all players are off limits. But you also have to take into a fact that PIF, the Magic Fund, ended up having to pay $1.5 million for a fine so that one of their former players could be back on the DP World Tour. So... Are they playing nice? Are they posturing? Is it leverage? I mean, this has bad written all over it, but pumping the brakes, I just think that it is posturing on both sides in order to get what they want done. But what is Piff asking for? And certainly, you know, they're not going to the PGA Tour saying, yeah, we've offered John Rahm $600 million, but... On the side, they're going, hey, Phil, can you start spreading this little rumor that we've, we're going to be making an offer to John Rahm for $600 bucks? That's going to get the PGA Tour's attention, and it's going to put the leverage and power into Piff the Magic Dragon's hands in their negotiations. So, again, posturing from both sides we've seen over the past month. And I think as we pick it up here, as we move into December and we get under crunch time, you might be hearing some more leaks come out over the weeks to come. Now, I'm going to take one second here and just have a nice little swig of this Bushwood Spirits. My mouth is parched and I've been doing a lot of talking here solo, so give me just one second. There we go. Now... Since we're talking about Piff the Magic Fun, let's get into my favorite topic, which is Live Golf and the latest news there. Now, last week I talked about, and it was hilarious because, granted, has nothing to do with the fact that I brought this up or this podcast, but Live Golf, as soon as we released the podcast, all of a sudden they end up coming out with the schedule. Now, if you remember what I said about the sources that I have, they talked about how they do not have all the events finalized. And that's something to where when you look at the schedule that was released by Live Golf, there are some tournaments that are missing. One of those happens to be, and not missing, they're on the schedule, but they don't have a site for two of them, Saudi Arabia and also, which I don't think Saudi Arabia is going to be a problem. I just don't know if the players have loved that golf course. Who knows what that deal is there? But they also just have a blanket dates for USA for somewhere in the United States. And then the last two events, they don't have finalized either. So there you have it, folks. They have the majority of the events scheduled and Granted, they made a happy Brooks Kepka out of it. 
They probably didn't want Brooks to continue with his social media campaign of asking, where the hell is the schedule? Put out the damn schedule. I want the schedule. I'm pissed. I don't have the schedule. So now that that's over, we haven't really heard anything from Brooks outside of something that was technically positive, which all went down today, which uh, was a player that Brooks Kepka's smash GC has gone ahead and signed Graham McDowell. My goodness gracious, that is going to be, I don't know, is that really a difference maker? Graham McDowell at this stage in his career, I mean, it's not really that big a news. He's coming from like one of the worst teams with the cliques. But what's also interesting is that Brooks Kapka, he lost his brother. He, uh, he's, I believe he lost Jason Kokrak as well. But he has Matthew Wolf, who is still there, that he can't stand, doesn't want on the team. Nobody is going to touch him in a trade. Who knows? Maybe they will trade for Matthew Wolf. Uh, but we shall see on that one. But yeah, it's just kind of a they try try to play it up like, oh, we've got big news, big player signing. Yeah, okay, cool. I don't know how this is going to play out long term with the free agents and trades and everything and this period of time that they're going to go through to where they get to do this stuff. So um, it's, it is what it is. Let's talk a little bit about the guy who I couldn't remember his damn name because last week I was in between Bern Weisberger and good old Dean Burmester, which there's news on both of them this week. So live golfer, reinstated on the DP World Tour that is Burned Weisberger, and he is the one that Piff the Magic Fund decided to go ahead and pay his fine so that he could be back on the DP World Tour, and that fine was $1.5 million. That can't make them super happy. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, And they're still in negotiations and everything over the framework agreement. Sorry, I'm going back to that again. That is not a good scenario when you got to start paying out like that. But we all kind of saw it coming. We all knew that the players weren't going to be the ones that were going to pay the fines. It was going to be Live Golf. It was going to be Piff the Magic Fund for any players that wanted to get back onto any of the tours. So we have already seen that take place with Bernd Weisberger. Now, there's also been talks that, you know, part of the qualifying that's going to go on for players trying to play their way into Live Golf. There's been rumors and talks about a past major champion that is going to be participating in that. So once again, we'll bring that information to you as soon as we know. Uh, But I will say on the positive side here, Dean Burmester of Stinger GC really represented this past weekend and wins the Joburg Open which was rounds of six, sorry, 68, 62, 68, 64. That is playing some freaking golf, people. Now, Dean Burmester, he didn't do much during the season, but boy, oh boy, like that's some good playing right there. And that's a positive sign for him moving into the season for his team, Stinger GC, on the Live Golf League. And then in other news, 
with Live Golf, which uh, I will talk about with the DP World Tour. They're over in Australia. Minwoo Lee ends up taking the victory over there, which our Aussies, and I know this has nothing to do with Live Golf for a second, but I'll tie it in here in a second. Minwoo Lee, our Aussies fans, they have been messaging myself and Bobby and talking about how good this kid is. And we know that he's really good. Bobby had some points around, you know, he's a little too arrogant, a little too cocky for where he's at in his career. Uh, but here's the thing. He showed some moxie out there, and he didn't have his best stuff all week. And yet he won over in Australia with a really good, I say really good field. You had some really good players over there. And, I mean, Mark Leishman, I believe he finished third. He had Adam Scott playing really well. So it wasn't like just a hand-me type of situation. Cam Smith didn't make the cut. He had a temper tantrum over there, which was unfortunate and uncharacteristic to see out of him. He was pretty honest about it all. He's just like, Australia doesn't deserve this. So... Sure enough, there's that, but um, that's where I tie in, obviously, uh, Mark Leishman and um, good old Cam Smith over there, but Minwoo Lee winning that on the DP World Tour as well. By the way, the Dean Mer Burmester uh, tournament that he won, the Joburg Open, is part of the Sunshine Tour and then co-sanctioned by the DP World Tour. Again, if you go 68, 62, 68, 64, <laughs> you're doing something right. I don't care where you're playing. That is money right there. So good job, Dean Burmester, and uh, playing strong heading into the 2024 Live Golf season. And that's going to wrap up this show. But we do have some future interview episodes coming up in the weeks to come as we move into the holiday season. But uh, we're going to be getting back to the team series with Mike Crea, my golf instructor from Tour Striker Academy down at Raven uh, at uh, down here in Phoenix, Arizona. That is Martin Chuck's uh, Academy Tour Striker and been working with him for a while now. So I'm going to bring him onto the podcast. We're going to talk some golf instruction, get some tips for everybody, get a bit of his background. And remember, if you haven't heard some of the team series um, interviews, this is the team that I've put together to help me achieve greatness in my golf game. My mental performance coach, Brandon Epstein, he works with Major League Baseball players, NFL players. I mean, you, you go across sports with UFC champions, boxing champions, I mean, the work. So um, he's mental performance side. You also have the golf fitness guru and the golf fitness pro, Mr. Andrew Hannon goes by Ando and he works with Wyndham Clark in addition to myself. Um, so that's a great podcast episode to where you can really learn more about him. And then that will lead right into uh, our team series with Mike Rea. But uh, also coming up is going to be a great one. I'm looking forward to it because we work out all the time together. Uh, we're always there at the same time. And uh, it is Mr. Kevin Streelman. We're going to have him on the podcast in a couple weeks, hopefully sharing some whiskey and uh, some good stories. So looking forward to that. And I hope you all are as well. Good old PGA Tour veteran Kevin Streelman. 
And uh, lastly, just want to thank once again Swannies.co, Swannies Golf, for being our sponsor. Make sure to use promo code PULLHOOKGOLF25 for 25% your entire order at Swannies.co. Once again, PullHookGolf25. And I just want to thank all of you for listening in and uh, hope you have a great rest of your week. See you. Thank you for tuning in to Season 2 of the Pull Hook Golf Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe and go to www.pullhookgolf.com for more information.